Welcome to this week's Green Side Up. This is Richard Henschel, horticulture educator for the University of Illinois Extension Service. And this week I wanted to talk about uh, a very common insect this time of year, the Japanese beetle. And not so much the beetle itself, but what the beetle leaves behind. Uh, about now, uh, the Japanese beetle has uh, finished feeding or close to it and has begun to uh, lay eggs for the next generation, which uh, will appear next year. Um, so we really have two beetles that um, become troublesome in the lawn. The more common one these days is the Japanese beetles, but we also have a more native uh, beetle called the mast chafer. And uh, in for both of these insects, uh, the life cycle would be they are kind of buffet feeders during the season. They may be eating linden leaves, they may be eating rose leaves, they may be on your hollyhock. Um, and they don't feed exclusively on one plant for their whole entire cycle. They will move about. Um, so even though you might treat um, and, and protect a plant uh, from the Japanese beetles um, on a Monday and those beetles are controlled, the beetles that show back up uh, later on uh, have come from elsewhere because they can fly. So after they have fed and, and have mated in a ready to lay eggs, the female in both cases here, both for the Japanese beetle and the mass chafer, favor lawns that have moist soil where the lawns are actively growing. As the eggs are laid um, and the eggs hatch, the larvae immediately begin to feed on the root system. Now the larvae, when it's first hatch, is very, very small. And even though it eats all the time, it eats very little in total. As the grub grows in size, of course, <clears throat> and its appetite increases, um, it will then begin to consume quite a bit more. And if in your yard uh, you find uh, 10 to 12 grubs per square feet, um, that's kind of the threshold that says uh, the lawn is not going to be able to keep up and will brown as a result of, of this, uh, of this uh, active and perhaps excessive feeding, if you will. Anything less than 10 to 12 grubs per square foot on an actively growing lawn in the late summer, fall when we've had adequate moisture, uh, the grass will outgrow the damage and you won't even know the grubs are there. So if you find that magic number of 10 to 12, this is the threshold that uh, uh, the turf ind industry here suggests that you go ahead and, and treat for. One of the things that uh, we have had this year, of course, is the population of Japanese beetles has been pretty high again. They're back. They were at an all-time low after the drought of 2012, but over the past several seasons, their numbers have increased again. People have seen a lot more damage again uh, this year uh, than last and even the year before. So we're, we're, we're back, I think, in uh, full force when it comes to the populations of, of, uh, of Japanese beetles. Um, the bad part is they could cause damage in your lawn. The good part is this year, because we've had all this adequate rain pretty much all summer and the lawns are quite green, the egg laying activity is going to be spread out over many, many hundreds of thousands of square miles. Um, it's when we have drier summers and those folks that irrigate or make an effort to keep their lawn green during the summer by overhead irrigation or irrigation systems, um, <clears throat> they become the focus of where the Japanese beetle wants to lay the eggs. So in those cases, um, larvae uh, can easily exceed the 10 or 12 per 
uh, square foot threshold that we worry about. Uh, I have seen cases where there's 30 and more grubs per square foot. So if you have that situation in place, certainly um, uh, there could there's a very strong potential to have that damage. But as I said, this year, given that we've had moisture all season in a much wider uh, area, um, even though we have the Japanese beetles here again, um, the egg laying is spread out over all those acres um, in all those green yards in the neighborhoods. So even though their populations are high, um, we may not see the threshold of 10 or 12 per square foot, which would uh, say to you, you don't need to treat. Um, the other uh, criteria here that makes, I guess, the life cycle of the Japanese beetle successful is that uh, in order for that larva, the grub, to get large enough and to be able to dig down deep enough to survive our winter, um, we have to have enough moisture throughout its feeding season. So this year, so far anyway, we've had that occur. So you would expect that the Japanese beetle population will uh, again kind of be thriving in, uh, in 2018. So treatments, if you're going to, uh, uh, there are several different products or active ingredients in a variety of products that the homeowner can get um, at, the, at a good garden store, wherever you shop for your lawn products. Uh, the lawn care services have additional products um, some of them will last a full season, uh, whether it's something you put down or something the lawn care companies put down. Uh, others are shorter. Um, I would uh, just caution you don't need to make those applications unless you do indeed find the 10 or 12 per square foot present in your yard. Uh, putting down a product that is unnecessary adds to the environment. It's a cost to you and as an expense. And it's just something that isn't uh, that isn't just going to be that isn't going to be needed this um, the, potentially this year. Um, so pay attention if you see some changes in your yard. Uh, one of the other keys is that uh, as the Japanese beetles' uh, larvae number uh, increase in that. Uh, per square foot basis that we talk about, the sod will, the, your lawn will literally lift up and down as if it was sod because the larvae have chewed off all the roots securing it into the soil. So that's an easy indicator to you that you do indeed <clears throat> have some grubs and a little and further investigation by cutting up a square foot of, of your yard, peeling it back slowly and examining it uh, would really confirm that that's what you have. So that's kind of the story this year with the Japanese beetle and the mass chafer. Our mass chafer is our native um, beetle and grub. Uh, think about the May beetle or June beetle, that big brown one that hangs on your screen door. That's the one I'm talking about. And then, of course, we all know what the Japanese beetle um, looks like as it feeds outside and, and, is, and is quite mobile, as is the June beetle. So that's the story uh, this week on um, the June beetle, mass chafer, and the damage both of them can cause in the larval stage. Uh, be, just be on the lookout and go out and do some investigation before you make any applications. Well, this has been Richard Henschel with this week's Green Side Up. It's always a pleasure. I'll be back again next week.